You know what? When people ask me, I get this all the time. What is the worst ingredient in skincare? And it's, you know, most people think, oh, parabens or phthalates. My answer surprises most people. If you omit this just one ingredient, you will most likely omit almost every other ingredient that's toxic because when they put this ingredient in your products they have to include other things in order to make it more stable or make it clean or not grow bacteria things like that this ingredient is plain old water welcome to better with dr stephanie i am your host dr stephanie estima This show is for women just like you with a deep desire for learning, self-actualization, and becoming more of who you already are. Every week, we are going to deconstruct how to build better bodies, better minds, better relationships, better sex, and better families. I'll be giving you access to world-class thought leaders to help give you the tools to answer this question. What are the simplest things that you can do today to get better tomorrow? I am part geek, part magic, and want to share the juiciest questions, topics, and often taboo conversations that I think I've always wanted to be a part of and I wanted to be having. So let's get better together. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Better with Dr. Stephanie. That was my Matthew McConaughey impression, and I am your host, Dr. Stephanie Estima. So today we are talking clean beauty. We have talked clean beauty in the past, and I have brought Trina Felber back to the podcast to talk about clean skin care. Now, Trina is the creator and CEO of Primal Life Organics. Uh, You may remember her from the podcast when we talked about the oral microbiome and Primal Life is a food-based skin care and dental company. Now, Trina has spent 30 years as a registered nurse and really moved away from the traditional model to pursue opening up a a company with this clean beauty for the mouth and for the skin. And just before we get into all the particulars, I wanted to take a few seconds to share with you three ways that I can help you get better as the podcast title suggests beyond the podcast. So the first way is, of course, following me on Instagram, uh, Instagram. That's my daily blog. So we have, da- I sort of have daily uh, musings that I, that I post there, videos, pictures, thoughts, and you can find my stories. Usually it's behind the scenes stuff. So you can find me at Dr. Stephanie Estima doctor, dot first name, last name. Excited to connect with you there. The second way is picking up my international best-selling book, The Betty Body, A Geeky Goddess's Guide to Intuitive Eating, Balanced Hormones, and Transformative Sex. Yes, we went there. Chapter six, baby. <laughs> you can order your copy on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. For my Canadians, I know it's uh, now available at Chapters Indigo online as well. And then you can head over to Betty Body Book, say that three times fast, bettybodybook.com, where you can download over $500 in gifts because I like to treat my Bettys. So there's nutritional programs there, fitness programs, rehab, literally everything that we talk about in the book in a how-to. 
And the third way that you can interact with me is to get weekly coaching with me. So I run a community, we call it Hello Betty, and we have Bettys from all over the world and we do weekly trainings. We actually record our podcast, some of our podcast live there. So you get to see the podcast and hear it weeks before it actually makes it to iTunes. And you get weekly coaching from me. We have Ask Me Anything episodes there where we pop on, I answer all of your questions. Um, and we have sisterhood nights as well, where we can connect with other Bettys. We ask interesting questions and we just generally have a lot of fun together. So if you want to learn more about my awesome community, you can head over to hellobetty.club forward slash VIP. That's H-E-L-L-O-B-E-T-T-Y dot club, C-L-U-B forward slash V-I-P. All right, let's talk about skincare baby. So the last time that we had Trina on the podcast, we'll put a link in the show notes so you can easily find it. We were talking all about dental care and we left that podcast on a cliffhanger and she asked me, um, well, I asked her, what is her biggest pet peeve in skincare? And she said, I will wait for our next podcast to tell you the answer. And so she came back on today and we are talking about the number one enemy in skincare. Um, I won't ruin it for you. You're going to have to listen to find out, but you will be shocked because when you go to your products after listening to the show, you're like, oh my God, it's the first ingredient always. Like, how have I been duped? So we talk about the unregulated um, industry that beauty products uh, live in, right? It's sort of this like billion dollar honor system, um, which I talk about in the pod. It's some, almost like the fox guarding the hen house, right? It's like, come on guys. So lots of, there's like sort of a gross misunderstanding as consumers where we think the things that we're buying are healthy and they not they are not necessarily that. So we talk about the word natural, what that means. Um, we talk about... Um, um, skin protocols. So if you have kind of oily skin or acne skin, if you're a teenager or for a baby, what are some of the different, um, what are some of the different ways that we can care for our skin? I snuck in a couple of, uh, questions for myself because I always have chapped lips. So I have really big lips, uh, naturally, and they are always chapped. So I really have to work at them. So I asked her about that. Uh, as I mentioned, we talked about acne for teenagers, perimenopausal and menopausal skin, you know, how her skincare line came to be. And then some of the products that she's really excited about. So we talked about a natural facelift. So a way to tone the skin naturally by using pulse, uh, sonar and, um, some, uh, muscle stimulating, uh, exercises. So she walks us through that, how we can exfoliate our skin, how we can cyclically change the skincare products that we're using as the seasons change. If you're someone who lives, uh, where you get four seasons, or even if you, you always, where you are is almost always summer, you know, how you can be adapting your uh, skincare over that season and then over the course of your life. So Trina is a great friend. Um, I love her and I have a, another product, uh, Primal Life Organics is one of my favorites. Living Libations is, is another. So I've put both of those links in the show notes for you to check out. Absolutely die for Trina's coffee bean syrup. Serum. 
and the Beyond Moisturizer. They are the best products I have ever come across. So absolutely love those. And hopefully you will too, as we start to reduce our chemical overload. Part of that starts with our clean beauty and the products that we put on our face and on our skin. So without further delay, please enjoy my conversation with Trina Felber. All right, Trina Felber, round two, girl. Welcome back to the Better Podcast. Uh, I am so happy that you are here. Last time you were on, we did a deep dive into the oral microbiome, the great pearly whites that you have, um, and really talking about how we can help with not only the oral microbiome, but the entire, like the gut microbiome and how the oral microbiome really has an intimate connection with that. And we left our bed on a cliffhanger. And I said, okay, we're going to get you back on. We're going to talk about skin and we are going to keep that dangling just for a moment. Um, and the question that you asked me was what's the worst ingredient that you can see in skincare. So Betty's, you're going to not want to miss this. This is such an awesome conversation. So first welcome. I'm so happy to have you back. I love your energy. You're awesome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here again because I just love the energy of you and your buddies and, you know, everything that you are about is what I'm about. It's just about making yourself look and feel the best you possible. Naturally. Yes. Naturally. Yes, of course. So let's, I, I wanted to start and I realized we didn't do this last time. You have so much, uh, you know, street cred, if you will, for the work that you do. And I would love for us to, you know, give our Betty some context in terms of how Primal Life Organics, both the, you know, even the dental uh, part of it and the skincare line, how this came to be. And specifically, I'd love for you to speak about your time working in a burn unit as a nurse. So can you, can you explain to us, you know, some of the, some of your origin story, if you will, in terms of how you came to work with skincare? Absolutely. Yes. I've been a nurse for over 30 years. I can't believe that now. Um, time just flies. But my first job as a registered nurse was in a burn center. I started as a nursing student working in a burn center. And then I, I graduated and worked in a burn center, um, two different burn centers, one in Toledo and one in Philadelphia um, for about five years. And I literally fell in love with the skin because I didn't realize that we know it's the largest organ, but we can't even think about what that really means to your body until it's damaged. I saw so much damage to the skin. When the skin is damaged in a large percent or even 30% of your skin, your internal organs and your homeostasis, your temperature regulation, everything is dependent on your skin and any damage to your skin creates a lot a lot of chaos inside your body water loss um, a, a lot of different types of uh, metabolism problems like you you need so much energy or so much so many calories to rebuild your skin so i th the damage that i saw internally was so phenomenal of course, I saw people pass away or die because of damage to even a small amount of their skin, um, you know, with either a thermal injury or um, some other type of injury, water injury, scalding, things like that. So it's very devastating. But what I also learned is that the skin can heal. It can regenerate and your body tissue and organs all regenerate. So I was able to actually see firsthand how damaged skin can regenerate. And that gave me a lot of hope 
for the beauty side of it, keeping your skin looking good and feeling good, because not only is it your great protector, but it also is how you identify yourself. I like to say it's your logo. Um, people look at you and they identify you by your, your smile and, and how you present yourself. And your complexion is one of the things that, you know, is your logo. If your skin is saggy, if it's showing age spots, if it's broken out with, um, with acne, you become self-conscious of that because that without realizing it, that's your logo. So I really wanted people's logos to shine and be healthy and, 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 and everything. So fast forward, you asked about Primal Life Organics. You know, I really um, started Primal Life Organics. I like to say it was an accident that I started it. Um, it really started because um, I, at the age of 40, I had just graduated from anesthesia school. So I had my background in nursing. I had worked as a nurse for a long time. I went back to anesthesia school, got my master's in anesthesia, which really is the study of the body really microscopically at the cell level, how the body is influenced by medications and drugs. And by the way, anything you put on your body is really a medication or drug, whether it's natural or it's artificial, everything affects the body, which is really what a drug is, is it's something that just alters the body, the, the brain, um, the cells, anything. So I got to learn exactly how that happens in the body. And when I graduated, graduated, I was getting married. My husband, Josh, um, and I were engaged getting married in Fiji. I was going to be turning 40 that summer and we wanted to start a family right away. So uh, we went to Fiji because we knew we wouldn't get back there in a while if we started a family. And um, I luckily got pregnant on our honeymoon when we were in Fiji, came back super excited, starting my new job as a nurse anesthetist, and I miscarried at week seven. And it was this miscarriage that really opened my eyes because I felt that we were very healthy. I was 40. I know that miscarriages happen for numerous reasons, but I knew that if there was something I could do in my personal life that would could change the outcome of another pregnancy, I had to do it. So Josh and I started um, changing other things besides just our diet. We started looking at our environment. We, we changed you know, our detergent. We changed our cleaning products. We changed a lot of things in our environment. But it never dawned on me to look at what I was putting on my skin, my largest organ, until one morning I um, was at week seven again. I had gotten pregnant pretty quickly. I was at week seven and I picked up a moisturizer, not this one, but I picked up the moisturizer that I was using and it was from a company that I trusted. It was, um, you know, marketed as organic and natural. And I, for the first time, because I was in the practice of reading ingredients, looked at the ingredients and literally wanted to just throw up. I recognized things that were toxins and chemicals in there. And it made me so disgusted that I put it down. I went to the kitchen and I thought, what can I put on my oily, acne, broken out skin? Because up until the day I started um, looking into skincare, my skin, I, had, I used to call it my forest. I had a forest of acne all over my forehead that went down my cheeks. And occasionally I'd get the big cystic breakout. I went to the kitchen and I thought, well, those ladies in Italy are gorgeous and they use olive <laughs> yeah. oil. Yeah. That's what I have. So that's what I did. And that's where really Primal Life Organics started. I started blending 
oils. And then I started mixing in essential oils. And I really was targeting how do I make my skin look better using plant-based ingredients? And that's how Primal Life started. So um, I, I like to report that it took me about six to eight months before my acne went away. I struggled with acne. I went on Accutane, multiple antibiotics, all topicals that you can think of for 20 years and six months of converting my skincare, it was gone. My oily skin was gone. My skin had normalized. That is so incredible. And it's very, very much aligned with, you know, I've said on the podcast before, I got, I get a lot of my sort of beauty regimen from my grandmother who said, you know, put olive oil on my Lebanese side. So put olive oil on your face, clean your house with vinegar and let your clothes dry in the sunshine on a line. Right. So like no bounce sheets, you know, don't like the vinegar with some essential oils, pretty much every surface in the house. And then the olive oil, as you said, for the Italian ladies, you know, the wisdom, this female wisdom from the Mediterranean and surrounding areas, you know, in Asia and what have you, where they use olive oil as a, as a moisturizer. And I, and I love that there's so, there's so many places I want to dive in, but you mentioned acne. So I think maybe we'll start there and then we'll sort of see where our conversation um, comes. Cause if you know, you know me, like I was saying to you <laughs> before we started, I'm like, I have all these notes that I want to talk about, but uh, acne, I think is the appropriate place to go. So when we, when we think about acne, as you were saying, it's your brand, right? And if there's, you know, as a woman, you've experienced, you experienced acne for a lot of your life. I know that, you know, my teenagers, this is something, or my teenager, I have one teenager now, I will have two, uh, in the coming years. This is something that is of utmost importance for them. So let's, let's double click a little bit on, on acne. And when we think about, you said like, like putting oil on my oily skin, helped me. And I think for people who are listening to that, they might think, well, that's sort of counterintuitive. So let's, why does putting oil on what you would consider oily skin? Why is that important? And then I want, and then after that, we can talk a little bit about some of the act, traditional acne treatments that you were it's mentioning. It's the scariest thing ever. If you suffer from oily skin, like I did, the last thing you can ever imagine doing is putting more oil on your skin. But when I did that, I you have to understand, I was on the brink of, you know, I'm, I'm in a pregnancy. Um, I want this pregnancy, which did my, it's my, my daughter's now 12 years old. I want this pregnancy to come to fruition. I want to be able to meet this baby. I didn't care at this point. So at this point, I didn't care if my acne got worse. I was just going to do what was good for me and my body. After I started using oils on my skin, and my, my oiliness completely went away and my acne cleared up, I had to reverse engineer what happened because that's a lot of times how you learn. You do something, you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. The outcome is what it is. And you're like, wait, how did that happen? And then you have to go back and figure out why that happened. So the reason that skin a lot of times is oily or even broken out can be a lot of reasons internally. And I know, you know, like hormonal, it could be related to diet. It could be related to allergies and medications and um, certain foods, things like that. But externally, we don't realize the impact our skincare products have on our skin and our bodies until we start to omit some of those things. So one of the things I was using continuously on my acne and dry skin was it products that contain um, all the stuff for acne, salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, all of these drying ingredients. Because when you have a breakup, you, you really feel like you need to get rid of it and dry it out. 
And then you end up with the big crusty piece that you try to cover up with makeup. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it dries up. Oh, I know. I was a teenager. I had that. That crusty piece falls (laughs) off and you're stuck there with that big break. Uh, Like it's really gross. And and I've been there. I lived that life for 20 years. So putting oil on my skin blew me away when my, my acne went away and my oiliness went away. So what happens when you're using those drying agents? There's two things that happen inside your skin. They can happen together or they can happen independently and they can happen all in different places differently. So people end up with like a T-zone or um, combination skin. That's what I'm talking about when I say they can happen together. So two things, either your skin gets really dry because you really have dried it out and you've depleted everything and you end up with very dry, flaky skin or the opposite happens, your body or your skin wants to try and keep itself. It knows that the the oil on your skin is its protection. It's where the microbiome for your skin that protects it lives. It wants to keep it hydrated and soft. So it overproduces sebum. So you end up with this oily skin that you can blot and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this. I just washed my face an hour ago. Right. So those two things happen when you stop using those drying agents. And the other thing that most skincare, this isn't just for acne products. I'm talking about other ingredients that are in mainstream products for Big Cosmo, including um, a lot of the preservatives, emulsifiers, um, even water will be drying to your skin. So even if you're not using acne products, you have dry skin or over overly oily skin, it could be related to the ingredients that you're actually putting on your skin. When you omit those and you feed your skin the oils, as a nurse and a nurse anesthetist, I learned that the way to get things through the barrier of the skin is through oil. It has to be lipid soluble. And all skincare has some sort of lipid soluble ingredient in it, but most of the time it's like at the very bottom of the list. When it's really the most important in feeding your skin and hydrating your skin, So what I did was when I put the oil on my skin instead of all the drying agents, my body then, my skin was like confused for a couple of days going, wait a minute, I don't really feel like I need to produce more oil. I feel like I'm good. So you stop having to produce the oil and on the other flip side of it, you rehydrate and bring your skin back to life. So those are the two things that happen when you can get rid of some of the things that are causing the dryness or the oiliness. It's sort of like a homeopathic approach, right? It sort of like treats light. So if you have oily skin, putting oil on it is going to help regulate the production of the oil, like you're saying, because we have this lipid layer, this lipid bilayer or what have you. And most of your products, and I, you know, there's, we were talking in the pre-chat, like a lot of them, the first ingredient is olive oil or it's some sort of organic. There's like a little star and it's like at the bottom, it's like organic. So let's actually, let's actually close the loop from our last podcast. And we were talking about, you know, you said, what is the worst thing that you can possibly have in a, uh, in a skincare product? So what, what is that answer? And you, you, you mentioned it a little bit, but let's just dive into it and, and let's talk about it. Yeah. You know what, when people ask me, I get this all the time, what is the worst ingredient in skincare? I, and it's, you know, most People think, oh, parabens or phthalates. My answer surprises most people. If you omit this just one ingredient, you will most likely omit 
almost every other ingredient that's toxic because when they put this ingredient in your products, they have to include other things in order to make it more stable or make it clean or not grow bacteria, things like that. This ingredient is plain old water. Water in your skincare is like sugar in your diet. It's not going to do you one bit of good on the outside or the inside. One of the reasons it's so bad for you, the water um, in the skincare is because most companies, most big Cosmo um, putting water in their skin and it's listed skincare, it's listed as that first ingredient, which means it's probably between 70 and 90% water. It's tap water. It's not even purified water. So when you look at what's in tap water, you're getting bombarded with things that can, if they're small enough, cross through the membrane with the oils that are in that product or on your skin, such as heavy metals. So many people don't realize that you can get heavy metal ingestion through your skin. It's also got, um, tap water's been tested to have bacteria. It's been tested to have radioactive material. If you think you've omitted, um, like hormone disruptors, think again if there's water in your products because they have tested tap water and birth control pills are like the number one source of contamination in tap water. So if you think you've omitted hormone disruptors and you're feeding your skin something that has tap water in it, you're actually feeding your body um, many different medications, whatever ends up in tap water, but birth control pills is one of them. And they all, they often have bougie names too, right? So it'll say aqua. (laughs) And the first one is aqua. It's like, guys, that's water. (laughs) It's water. And if it doesn't say purified after it, then it's plain old tap water. Because I know as a, a brand that I'm going to tell you what it is especially when it's really good. Like if it's something that's organic, I'm going to let you know it's organic. If it's tap water, you're going to hide behind just water. But if it's purified, you will see this on some companies when they do purify, use purified, they put purified behind it. The other reason water is so detrimental to your skin, this is the main reason as far as the looks of your skin. Ultimately, whatever bad is in in the skincare products are going to ultimately over time make your skin look worse. But on in the the product water will dehydrate your skin it evaporates off your skin so if a product lists water as the first ingredient and the water is is about 70 percent of that product most of that product is going to evaporate off your skin but it doesn't just evaporate harmlessly it takes with it uh some of the moisture from within your skin so the little bit of moisture they actually put the little bit of the active oils that will pass through are not really going to be enough to hydrate your skin because the water itself is going to be pulling moisture. The best I can let people, um, you know, like assimilate it with is when you've been in a bathtub too long or in a, a pool, like, you know, in a, right. You know, a hot tub or bath or, and you get out after 20 minutes or, or longer and your hands are like prunes. Well, you don't stop and think it's because it's being dehydrated, but really that's what happens. Your skin starts to become dehydrated from the inside because the water is actually pulling that moisture out. And you're leaching. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's really an important note because most of us think, well, water is super hydrating, right? And I think in this context, from an inside out perspective, of course, we want to be drinking water. We want to be having the purified or the, you know, the reverse osmosis water or, you know, as much uh, clean water as we 
we can get our hands on to take internally, but on an, from an outside in perspective, this is what you're really saying where we are, we are over stripping the skin. We are dehydrating it. And that's when you can start to get, if I'm correct, uh, just listening to you, this is where we can start to get that extra sebum and oil production because your, your skin is, is sort of evaporating. Like the nutrients are evaporating with the water. Yeah. So you, I, I like to say your skin is under the influence. It's kind of like being drunk. Your skin is under the influence of the chemicals or the water imbalance um, from your skincare products. It's under the, it doesn't know how to act. Your skin is like everything else in your body. It's an organ. It wants to be normal. It's, uh, it's going to do whatever it can to get your body or get your, your skin, your, and keep your body within normal limits. So um, for skincare products, when, when I say omit the water, the reason why I believe that it's the most toxic, the most harmful ingredient is because when you look at companies like mine, like Primal Life Organics, that omit the water and only use plant-based ingredients for their entire formula, you don't, you, you omit everything else. You omit the emulsifiers. I don't need an emulsifier because I'm not using water and, and oil, which don't blend and mix. I don't need harsh preservatives. I don't need fillers. I don't need thickeners. I don't need those types of things in my product. When you're getting a product that's made with water, you are buying more, the majority of that product is things that aren't going to do one bit of good to your skin. They're actually going to do more harm than the possible good things that might come from the tiny little ingredients that are good for your skin. If they even get absorbed or if they can actually do any good for your skin. So that's why I say water's the worst. If you, if you um, use products that are plant-based, oil-based and omit the water, you're omitting the chance of you having something else in that product is pretty slim to none because most companies like mine, when they build their formula without water, you just don't need those other things. And it's interesting, uh, you know, you said something that I think is worth uh, highlighting is that we actually don't know the concentration. So if something says water, like you were saying, you know, we sort of think when we read an ingredient list that it's sort of equal parts. I think that would be a default assumption like, oh, there's a little bit of water and then there's a little bit of this and a little bit of SLS and a little bit of this. And then there's some essential oils. Well, the essential oil at, you know, the last ingredient on that whole list is probably the same. We sort of assume that it's probably in the same quantity as the water. But I think what you're saying is you sort of the first one, two, and three, maybe, uh, ingredients on a list are sort yes. of the 99% of what's in that, in that I, product. Yeah. I actually do a class on how to read a skincare label and I give you about five tips, super easy. But first of all, the, the first, one of the tips is water. If water's list is the first ingredient, you probably want to ditch it, put it down. Um, yeah. Cause <laughs> it's really not doing, if you are buying that to hydrate your skin, it's doing the opposite. So just ditch it. It's not worth your money and it's not worth your beautiful logo or your branding or whatever you want to call your skin. Secondly, the first five ingredients is what I tell people. Look at the first five ingredients. They make up the majority of your skin. Now, essential oils, um, just for note, essential oils, you only need a minute amount. And a lot of toxic chemicals are the same way. You only need a tiny amount in a product. So you'll see a lot of those at the end. So just getting aware of what's falling at the end and is it a chemical or is it um, a natural ingredient like an essential oil now if it's an oil um, and it's at the end and it's supposed to be the primary ingredient it's the ingredient they're actually like harping that's in this product but it's at the way end you know that there's probably less than one percent in that 
formula. The first five ingredients make up about 70% of that product on, on average. So if you read the first five ingredients and you look at them and you have no idea what they are, water's listed and then you see a bunch of chemical names, you're buying a toxic soup. That's not going to do you any good for your beauty or for your health. But if you're looking at that and you see, you know, avocado oil, olive oil, tamanu oil, if you see things like this, you can feel confident or comfortable that what you're purchasing is actually going to be doing what it's what it's told. When we're buying things, the, the what you're buying and what they're selling you are two different things. And I try to teach my customers how to recognize the difference. What they're selling you is beauty. They're selling you something that's going to hydrate and moisturize your skin because there's an ingredient in there that will do that. But what you're actually buying most of the time is something that's going to cause premature aging, dehydration of the skin, possibly even acne or congested skin. So you've mentioned this a couple of times, and I think this is a perfect time to dive in this idea of big Cosmo. So we've heard, you know, I think my listeners ha- are familiar with, you know, from just longtime listeners, they know what big food is, they know what big agriculture is, big pharma. What is what is Big Cosmo? And, you know, we were talking in the pre-chat and you, and I think you're starting to touch on it. So we'll start to continue the unfurling of the, you know, what are some of the things that can really cause some of these skin issues that people are putting in the, in these products? So what's Big Cosmo and what are these root causes that we're yeah, seeing? In terms we of like to issues? think of like any of those, you like to imagine that Big Cosmo is there to protect you, that they are the governing, you know, body that is going to look at an ingredient and go talk toxic, keep it out or nope, good. um, Let's keep it in. Unfortunately, big Cosmo is all of the industry and the beauty um, companies or industries that are making products to sell to you um, that really have no, um, there's no governing body. There's no one telling them you can't put this in. There's certain regulations for an ingredient that you can't go over a certain amount. But what we don't realize is when that ingredient is in three or four of the products we're using every day. And as a woman, we are using between 10 and 15 products every single day. When you talk about products, I'm talking about not just dental care, not just um, skincare products, we're talking hair products, we're talking deodorant, personal care products, but I'm also talking for women about makeup because makeup is another whole, another whole topic. Because if you believe that mineral makeup is a healthy alternative, think again, mineral makeup really is not, it's more, it's just more toxic soup, but we've been brainwashed into believing that some of these buzzwords, mineral makeup sounds healthy. Um, it's all marketing ploy. So it's again, what are you being sold and what are you actually buying? Those are two different things. So um, Big Cosmo, there's really no governing body. You really have to be comfortable with the brand that you're purchasing from. And what I like to teach people, of course, my brand is built off of a registered nurse's 30 years of experience of healing the body through the skin. I've learned that from day one, that the skin is so important. So that's how I built my brand. That's how I build my products. But you have to be comfortable. And this is the day and age that you really need to know who you're buying from. And most companies um, have that little about me. So go and investigate who is making their products. Who is the founder? What is their background? Look at their ingredients. If their ingredients are 
are good, but they're not organic, that's another hidden source of toxins because plants that are grown with herbicides and pesticides and uh, they can be genetically modified, don't get those things don't get processed out they actually can become more concentrated as you're pulling oil and essential oil out of a plant so just getting more conscious about who you're purchasing from and how they're formulating their products is going to do you a world of good and if you're worried about the financial aspect of beauty because believe it or not the beauty industry is in it to make money every single i i would be lying if no. i know <laughs> stop I mean, Right. I, I know. I know you're all shocked. They're in it to make money. I would be lying to say I didn't start my business hoping to have a little penny for me at the end. Okay, of course, every business wants to make money. But the key here is, and I know, Stephanie, you mentioned, too, that you're shocked at how little you need when you're using an oil based product. Yeah. The difference that you see in your skin and your health is amazing but the difference in the amount of product that you need to use when you're using something that's pure is it's mind-blowing it's mind-blowing so you're going to spend the same amount or like when i look at my products and the price of my products based off of the same type of product purchased off of a um a popular um, website that uses water and other questionable or safer ingredients, the pricing is the same. The difference is water is in theirs. There's no water or fillers in mine. So you, my products will last longer. You're going to use a lot less. And then ultimately, you're actually going to see the results. My, I'm 52 years old. I'll be 53 this year. And my skin today looks so much. I keep saying my skin keeps lying. I, I keep it's, <laughs> it's the only lie I'm never going to stop because mm -hmm. as long as my skin still tells people I'm 35, I'm never going to say, oh, stop lying. Right. Um, so right. it's, like, it's the testament. Like it's the only lie I allow myself to say is, you know, let my skin when people guess my age. They, they always guess in my 30s. So like I'm actually 86. So the, like your I know, products are great. Phenomenal. Yeah. See, <laughs> the book is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things I think you bring up a really good point with this whole big Cosmo thing is that I think that there is a gross misunderstanding that there is regulation in this, uh, in, in the beauty sector. And I had uh, Laura Adler on the podcast uh, a couple months ago now, and we were talking about endocrine disrupting chemicals. And one of the things that she said, which I think bears repeating is that this, you know, federal food and drug and cosmetic act that was written in 1938 has not really been modified since then. So we're kind of encroaching on a hundred years and there's, it's really the, uh, there's a self-regulation that happens in the industry. So it's like a billion dollar honor system, right? It's like the fan, you know, there's like the Fox who's watching the hen house. So it's this, you know, we, and you said like, you know, you, we will study one chemical, but we don't actually study what happens when you have that chemical plus three others in the three other products that you're using. And if there is a symbiotic effect to that. So I think that that's really, um, really important. And when it comes to, when we think about this in the context of skin issues, skin presentations, we we've talked about acne already in terms of these over drying the salicylic acids and the proactive and the clearasil and all these sort of, uh, very mainstay use 
excuses for acne treatment, but what are some other, um, root causes? What are some other skin issues and what are some of those root causes? You were mentioning in the pre-chat that there's sort of five main ones that you like to talk about. Yeah. 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 Um, the five root causes of aging skin. I like to talk about aging skin. And when I talk about these, I want you to understand that, um, Big Cosmo doesn't address these. So as we're we're all in the mindset of keeping ourselves looking younger, feeling younger, we're doing all sorts of things. We're eating right, um, taking our supplements, working out, you know, doing um, our, our mindset exercises. All of these things play a role. But when we're using products and we believe that they're, we're using these to make ourselves look younger, but they're not addressing the root causes. Ultimately, it might not happen tomorrow. You might actually look better from using the product because the chemicals are the things that are in there. But I'm talking one, two, three, four years down the road, you're going to start to see the root causes come to surface. Because when you're not treating something, it's like the skin damage from the sun. You won't see sun damage immediately. It takes a couple years to see what happened a couple years ago. So you want to start treating the root causes. And the way to do that is to know what they are. So there's five. I'm going to walk through them very quickly. But the first one is dehydrated skin. Most products that like like I mentioned, have water and dehydrating ingredients in them. So if you're using things that are water-based, you're just ultimately slowly killing your cells in your skin. Ultimately, dehydrated skin is lifeless and it doesn't have that bounce to it. So you want to make sure that you're not dehydrating your skin. Um, muscle loss. Oh, but Big Cosmo will tell you that they hydrate your skin, but they don't have to tell you what else is in there. So they can sell you on one aspect, but they don't tell you that the water is going to pull out more moisture long term. So dehydrated skin. The second one, the second root cause of aging skin is muscle loss. We don't do exercises for our face like we're supposed to, like we work out our bodies. So when you're when you're exercising your biceps and you stop exercising for a little while, your biceps starts to go and you're like, wait, <laughs> yes. where is it? It's only been two right. weeks. Right. Same thing happens with your, your face. Like, look at the teenagers. I look at my 12-year-old daughter who's got these beautiful cheekbones. And I think, gosh, you know, I remember being that age. Well, you can have those cheekbones back, but you have to work the muscles. So you can do facial exercises, um, face yoga. A lot of people have face yoga exercises. Or I've developed a little device that we can talk about in a little bit um, that will help stimulate the muscles of your skin, of your face. And that what that does, I teach you a technique, you'll love it. Um, because I'm a nurse anesthetist, I've done numerous facelift techniques or surgeries, um, not the surgery itself, I've done the anesthesia, but I've watched the surgeon, how they do facelifts. And I, I, I promised myself after almost losing two women during facelifts that if there was some way I could develop something that women could do at home that could prevent them from having to go to a plastic surgeon under the knife to have this done, I would do it. And I did. I finally came out with um, a little device that you use with some products and I teach you how to do a facelift technique and it stimulates the muscles of your face. But primarily what it's going to do is also stimulate the muscles around their hairline so so that ultimately, if those muscles are active, they're actually going to be lifting and holding your, your, your face upright. So muscle loss is the second um, 
root cause of aging skin. And you don't see one skincare company, except of course, Primal Life Organics, talking about muscle loss and what it does for your looks. Um, the third one is a decrease in blood flow. As you get older, um, blood flow diminishes. We know that when, when, whenever you have a loss of elasticity, a loss of anything, you know, you decrease blood flow, you decrease nutrient delivery, but you also decrease detoxification. Your cells are constantly detoxing. You end up with sludge, like sludgy skin. You end up with congested skin, breakouts, oily skin. All these things can be because of a decrease in blood flow. But most skincare companies aren't helping you increase blood flow. I've developed a couple products that will help increase blood flow. One of them is my Fire and Ice Face Treatment System. It uses a cayenne pepper that will increase blood flow. And my um, little face device that I um, will talk about also increases blood flow. And then I also teach people that just doing a facial massage while you're putting your face serums and moisturizers on and washing your face, doing a little bit of a face massage is also going to increase blood flow. Using a jade roller is going to increase blood flow. These are the things that are going to help your skin in the long run. And it's always uh, cold, that jade roller. I don't know how. It's always cold. It's always cold. It's stone. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's so good. The fourth root cause of aging is decreased collagen production. And after about the age of 25, we start losing um, or producing less collagen in our skin. And there's different ways that you can, um, like you can take some supplements to help increase it. Um, the device that I developed uses a stimulation um, ultrasonic current that will stimulate collagen production. And then you just using an oil-based, oil-based skincare products are going to help increase collagen production alone because they're increasing um, nutrient delivery and bringing your cells back to life, keeping them functioning. So you're going to get more collagen um, production just through that. Um, and the fifth uh, root cause of aging is a decrease in elastin. Now, elastin, I like to talk about as that bounce. It's like elastic, like a rubber band. If your skin is like real droopy and saggy and it has no bounce, you should be able to pinch it and like feel some bounce when you're pinching it. If you feel that, that's the elastin that you're feeling. But just like collagen, it starts to diminish. Skincare products don't, can't really do this. They can't do anything to help boost elastin, but using sonic or ultrasonic vibration on your skin um, a couple times a week, it can help boost or stimulate that elastin production as well. When I talk about like my, um, my facial device that I developed, I'm not talking about spending hours, ladies, on your skin. I am a very low maintenance woman. The less I use, the better I am. So I'm talking, I use like four products and I use my face device and I'm good. And then once a, once a week, I'll do a face mask. And once a week, I'll do an exfoliation. But they're quick. They're fast. I don't want to spend a lot of time on my face because I'm a busy mom with young children. And I've got other things to do. Um, of course, every once in a while, it's great to soak in a bath with a glass of wine. But on most days, for most women, we don't do it because we don't have time to do it. But with my face sculptors, what I've developed, it's two to three minutes, just two or three times a week while you're actually putting, washing your face or while you're doing, putting your serum on. So I integrated things because I believe that if you're going to use it, you need to fit it in to your already busy schedule. 
And that's, that's such a good point because I think that there's a lot of women, myself included, who are in perimenopause and, you know, moving towards menopause. And as you said, we want to be able to put our best face forward, our brand, if you will. And I think that around this age, you know, we start to, you know, mid forties, you know, into our, you know, coming up to our fifties, we start noticing this, this skin change over time. So it might be the droopiness that you were talking about. Uh, it might be the skin can start to feel dry and tighter. Um, and even just, um, I've heard, and you can, you know, verify this for me that that your skin cell turnover, like this turnover is slower, right? So we want to be like the scrub that you mentioned, like that once a week scrub is a way to sort of remove some of that superficial, you know, the dead layer, if you will, to, to, um, uh, to reveal, you know, younger or more vibrant, um, skin. So can you, um, maybe speak a little bit to how, uh, some of these skin changes, uh, what are some of the skin changes that happen in menopause? And then and what are some of the ways, I mean, you've mentioned, um, this, uh, current, the face sculptor, I believe you call it, or the non-surgical facelift. And what I'll also say just from an anatomical perspective, it also makes sense because the face is one of the few areas of the body where the muscle attaches directly to the skin. So everywhere else in the musculoskeletal system, we have muscles that attach, it turns into a tendon, which attaches to a bone and it'll usually cross a joint and attach to another bone. But in the, um, in the face, it attaches directly, um, directly to the skin. So this is also an important consideration because the muscles in the face are very different and distinct from, you know, the muscles, as you meant, like biceps or our quadriceps or our glutes or what have you. So how do, so how do we change in menopause? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. I, I love this question. Um, I always like to say that you, you know, skin type is a choice. And, and that's not something that you'll hear from most beauty companies. I understand that there's always exceptions to the rule, but I like to say that the, the, for the majority of people, you are choosing your skin type based on what you're using and your daily life practices. If you're going to go outside without sunscreen and bake in the sun, you are choosing premature aging of the skin and dehydrated skin. If you are purchasing water-based skincare products that are conventionally grown, you are choosing certain types of things that are going to come with that. Now that can all change. The good news is you you are not stuck with the skin that you have today. Just like Dr. Stephanie mentioned, you have cell turnover. Now when your whole face doesn't turn over every seven years, um, it's daily. Certain cells are turning over daily. So you can think about it in, in six to seven years, you can actually look younger than you do today if you change some of the practices. So go outside in the sun, enjoy the sunlight, but don't stay uncovered for as long or unprotected. Put a hat on, go under a, an umbrella, um, you know, do the things that you need to do, but just make different choices as you get older. Change what you're putting on your skin and just give it a 60 day chance. Give it a 60 day window to see if you see any difference. I can honestly tell you that when people switch to my products, almost instantly they see a change and it's because they've been dehydrating their skin for so long, their skin got a little bit of oil and boom, it came back to life. And if you want to test this, I usually tell people just go to your, your kitchen and do what I did. Almost everybody has oil, some sort of good plant-based oil, like olive oil, 
put a little bit of olive oil right on your skin tonight when you go to bed and see if it doesn't change the color and, and how your glow, if you get a little bit of a glow, what that is, is it's a little bit of blood flow. Your skin's getting confused. It's like, what is this? It's not water. It's actually nutrients. It's actually absorbing through my skin. So skincare, you know, for most people, your skin type is a choice. Now, hormones do come into play. I like to say that, you know, with all of my lifestyle choices and my skincare, I went through perimenopause. I am now menopausal and I never had I never had any issues with my skin. I never had any changes. My skin looks just as good today as it did, you know, three years ago before I start, you know, went menopausal. Um, and so by what I mean by that is if you start doing things today, then through that transition process, you may not have as many pain points as your as your friend. And by the way, don't let your friend go through those pain points. Let them know. Let them in on our yes. seat, right? Be a good sister. Yeah, be a good sister to your friend. I have I have a selfish question actually. And sure. I, you know, as I'm looking at you, I'm like, okay, she's gonna have the answer to this. So I have um let, let's talk about lips for a second, because part of our face, skin and do the, I guess my question, the short answer is, do the same principles apply for our lips? Because I have relatively large lips and I have found that for the, for the most part, and I drink, you know, I drink a lot of water. I'm usually like two to three quarts of water a day. You know, all my supplementation, I use your products. If I don't have your chapstick, so you have a, um, I forget what the name of it is. Grunt, it's Life. Yeah. yeah I, I, my lips are chapped. So what are, um, maybe you can, uh, tell me what's going on with my lips, but I guess the overarching question here is do the same principles apply for our lips as they do for our skin? Cause I don't want to use petroleum products on my lips, but yeah. it does tend to create that barrier where they can re-moisturize. So I'd love for you to speak a little bit about lip care. So, uh, as far as um, your lips go, um, you have to think about your, your lips are constantly um, active of, of everything on your face. Your lips are active. They're moving. Now that we're wearing masks, you're getting more um, different kinds of moisture levels and things like that. You're, you're, ended up with a little bit more dry mouth, things like that. But on a day-to-day -day basis, your lips are more active and that might be why they're more dehydrated because I know you take great care of yourself. You're hydrated. Mm -hmm. So why would your lips be dry and everything else be okay? Most likely it's just because your lips are more active. They come in contact with food and drinks, you know, even though you don't realize it, the moisture in the air affects it a little bit more. The things that people don't think about with their lips to think about doing um, the chapstick for one my grunt lip balm um, is different most lip balm snobs snobs I, I have a lot of lip balm snobs that say <laughs> oh my gosh I will never use another lip balm I've been using hemp oil in my lip balm since I created it probably 12 years ago uh, and hemp oil is amazing it reduces inflammation and it also helps to form that barrier a barrier of moisture and, and deep hydrate your, your lips the longer that you use it the more hydrated your lips will be so I always 
always put it on at night. I put it on first thing in the morning. I put it on as a base and then I let it soak in. And then before I put any lipstick or anything else on, that's what I do. Um, the other thing that I like to do is, and I'm not sure, Stephanie, if you do this, but with any of my face products, the serums or the moisturizers, I always apply them to my lips as well. So just when you're rubbing it in, a wipe on your lips is always good because those are deeply, like my moisturizers and serums are made with some really rich oils in them. So they're going to deeply hydrate and it's going to penetrate a little bit deeper um, than and most other moisturizers or things. Um, the other thing to do is exfoliate at least once a week. If not more, um, I do make a sugar scrub that's an oil base. So most exfoli exfoliators will tend to dry your skin out because what they're doing is they're you're using some sort of friction with some sort of tiny little um, seed or something that's ground down right. to remove the surface dead layers of your skin, which is what you want to do. But most exfoliators don't have anything in them that when you're shearing off some of that dead skin, that's going to protect it and be right there to absorb moisture. So what I created was it's called Sweet Revenge. Um, it's an exfoliator made with um, almond oil, which absorbs very quickly and it's not very oily, but it's also got sugar in it. So sugar is a great exfoliator um, and it's got some other things in it. It's got some enzymes and things like that. that help A mechanical the exfoliator, you mean like as a mechanical, not a chemical Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it does have some enzymes in it, some some um, extracts that are a little more enzymatic um, on the exterior. Mm -hmm. But by using that, not just on your face, but doing a lip, you know, doing it on your lips when you do it, it's going to help remove some of that surface. But when you exfoliate, what happens is you remove a layer of dead skin that's actually a barrier between what you're putting on your skin and what is being absorbed. So when you remove that barrier, much more of whatever you're using is going to go on. The other just little, um, and, and I'm not saying don't wear lipstick because I love lipstick, but just knowing that most lipsticks don't really have hydrate. Some of them do. If you're using a good brand, um, good brands that when, when I say good brands, I'm talking about brands that will use oils, real oils. Um, and they're not using like a water base or um, things that you wouldn't recognize as a plant-based oil. Um, those would be more hydrating, but um, but you want to just make sure your lipstick is going to have more of the hydrating oils in it than other things. Um, and then the last thing I can show you my, um, so the other thing that, and also I'm going to send you one of these to try. This is my face sculptor. One of the key features of this, um, it has three different settings. The three different settings are um, lifting. So it, it, I would do this lifting technique while you're using um, my facelift technique. It has a moisturizing. I would use the moisturizing setting when you're using your serums or moisturizers. And then the, um, it's got a cleansing or like an exfoliating um, setting on it as well. You can turn that on. You don't have to do a full two minutes because your lips are tiny, but you can do the cleansing right there on your lips and then flip it over to the moisturizing. Let me turn this on so you can see. Um, it'll beep on and then. So this is the cleansing. So you would just go right on your lips and it's going to stimulate your lips. So it's going to help um, to exfoliate your lips, the dead tissue, but it's also going to bring them to life on the inside. It's going to open those cells up. It's going to help decongest. And then whatever you put on, if you put the uh, face serum or a moisturizer on, it's going to go deeper into the skin. So I would just use this right 
That's awesome. Your- Can you use that? And I guess the other area of the face that I wanted to just have a cut, carve out a, a piece for it was your eyes. Cause a lot of times you're so you, you know, you, we buy face serums and they're like, well, you have to have the eye serum as well. So is that, is that a myth? Is that, do we need <sighs> eye serums? That's, as that's well? them wanting to make more money off of you. Uh, that's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> this is how entrepreneurs in, or this is how businesses increase their profit by 50%. It's like by the, and I was like, what is so different about this? Like, I understand there's fat pads and stuff or I like, I understand the orbit is different than oh, if in- you're using the right product, you don't need a specific product for your cheeks and your eyes different. Uh, my products, I know people wanted me to come out with an eye serum and I'm like, I don't need to come out with an eye serum. I would just be selling you more money or more, more product. Just put whatever serum you're using, just put it under your eye. But here's a tip ladies and gentlemen, if any of the guys are watching, if there's any men, you know, or ladies share this with your guys, you don't want to put your face serums um, or moisturizers. You don't want to start in the center near your nose. You want to start outside your eye and go in. So when, whenever you're doing anything with your eye, always start at the outside of your eye and, and moisturize in. Um, the reason being is that's the way that um, your tissue is going to not tear, cause micro tears. If you start on the in part of your eye near your nose and pull out, it's going to cause micro tears and then you're going to have the, the dark circles under your eyes and, and just less um, left, less life under your eyes. But you can also use the device. I would use the moisturizing and this has, I call it like almost like a little shovel head. It's got a, a section right here that's a little bit, you can kind of see it where my finger is, that's a little bit, um, it's just like a little flat surface as opposed to the tip of the the device. Mm -hmm. So you put it on the the moisturizing, put a little bit, put your serum on or your moisturizer. And what I do is I hold it directly under my eye with a device like this. You can hold it there. You don't want to move it under your eye. Like I said, with the eye serums, you it's gentle, but with this, any device, even a jade roller, I would put the jade roller under the eye, but, and hold it there. Um, but I won't move it because any movement under your eyes is going to cause micro tears. That tissue is really friable. It's really, um, it's really thin and you want to protect it. So using good products, um, under your eyes is going to really, by good products, I mean, you know, oil-based products is going to be beneficial under your eyes, putting, um, this under the other thing that I love this device for, I'm not going to turn it back on, but, um, is the lift of the eye. So what I'll do is hold this and lift the eyebrow up and you just do a, I count to three, one, two, three, and then I'll move it a little bit. One, two, three. What this does is it's training your eyebrow muscles to stay like, it's just tightening them. Like it's natural firming Botox. them up. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. instead of getting those droopy eyes that make you look 10 years older, you can instantly get a lift of your eyes. And then mm-hmm. when I talk about the facelift technique, all it is, is you're, you're going around your face. You're always starting midline and you're going around your face with it and holding at your hairline. You hold at your hairline for a count of three. And then I just bring it back down and go right below the section I did and hold till three and then back down and you do it all over your face. And by the time you get done with your whole face, you've done about two to three minutes. You could do it a little bit longer, but this is how I teach my customers to do a facelift technique over time. Like this isn't something that you're going to do once you'd be like, I look 10 years younger. This is something that you're going to be doing, you know, 
two to three times a week and you'll start to notice a change in your friends. Your friends will probably notice before you will um, because we just don't notice changes in ourselves as quickly. Your friends are going to be like, what are you doing to your skin? Like, your skin <laughs> looks amazing. Right. Then you're going to notice. You're going to be like, oh my gosh. Yes, it's working. So um, my, I call it my facelift kit, my natural facelift kit, non-surgical facelift kit. It comes with a device. You get your own face sculptor. I call it a face sculptor because it really is re-sculpting your face. And you also get my cleanser, um, which I love this cleanser. This is my earth. Is it's that my, earth? Yeah, I love earth. That's oh, it's great. my best selling. Yeah, I love that it's one. It's a blend of clays and earth ingredients like lavender. Clay is going to detox. What I love about doing the cleanser with the cleansing mode is that the cleansing mode will open up your pores. And uh, this is one thing that most cleansers won't do is the, using this will open your pores. If you're not using a cleanser that has clay in it, that dirt inside your pores is just gonna sit there. Clay will attract those the dirt that's deep within your pores and just pull it out. So that's why I love using the earth cleanser with the, the sculptor. And there's three settings. I do two to three minutes um, every week on each setting. So it's once with the cleanser, once with the moisturizing and once with the lifting. I tend to do my facelift technique with every single time I use it just because why not? If I can get my train my muscles, I might as well. Um, and then you also will get two of my best-selling face serums. You'll get the coffee bean serum. And Stephanie, I know you love this one. I could eat this one. It's my favorite one. I, and like, it's so little and the, you're, it's like a little drop on your palm and the whole face is covered. Yeah. Coffee bean is my yeah. best selling. It smells like coffee. Even if you're not a coffee drinker. You could eat it. Yes. It smells so good. It's yeah. Phenomenal. Don't do that, but it's really, it's really great. Yeah. Coffee is actually, um, the smell of coffee is actually, um, relaxing to the brain. So I always tell people like do your coffee bean serum before you drink your coffee, because you'll relax your brain and then you'll charge it with the right energy. Mm -hmm. Blueberry serum is, um, or elixir is the other one that comes with my non-surgical facelift kit. The blue is loaded with super berries. So it's an infusion of super berries like goji berry and acai berry, um, a ton of berries in oils. We actually soak them in oils for about 30 days under a heated brew. And then we strain those out and then add the essential oils and that really help to keep your skin um, looking, look, looking really good. Good. This is my nighttime serum. I'll do this one a lot of times. And even if I don't do a two minute treatment, sometimes I'll just stick this on and just do a quick wipe with it um, to help it penetrate deeper. And with that package, you also get my sweet revenge. What I was talking about, the exfoliator that is the sugar scrub in the, uh, um, the oil. You can actually do this in place of face wash that whenever you do this, um, because it's like an oil cleanse, you can actually use it instead of the face wash um, and it will remove makeup. Both of these will also remove makeup. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll just take a little bit of the sugar scrub at the end of the day and I do my face exfoliation with That's it. That's great. Yeah. And I love, uh, so coffee bean serum is one of my favorite ones. Beyond Moisturizer is, I use that all winter long. So I'm in Toronto. We have a we have all four seasons right now at the time of this recording. It's, it's gray. And actually, you know what I'll also do with the beyond moisture. I put sometimes when I go outside, I'll put it at the tips of my hair. 
I know oh, yeah. that's probably crazy, but I, I'm like, this is so thick and it's, it's almost like, um, you have to warm it up. Like it, it's solid. And then you have to sort of scoop a bit out and warm it up on your hand first for it to melt. And then it's just divine. My beyond moisturizer. The story behind that is, um, I made that one to get beyond my acne scars. Mm-hmm. I had no longer suffered from acne. My, I had cleared my acne up, but I, I, I still didn't feel comfortable with going outside with Without makeup on going anywhere without makeup on so I wanted to get beyond my acne scars whether that meant psychologically or physically I didn't care I just knew that I really wanted to be able to not see them so I when I formulated my beyond I formulated it to um re- to increase that cell turnover that we were talking about that can take seven years so the ingredients in there will speed that cell turnover up like carrot seeds uh, speeds it up um, is like retin A, and uh, carrot seed is actually the natural form of retin A, so it will help speed that cell turnover up, um, and it helps to um, get like just diminish the redness and the discolorations. And I'll tell you, it took, um, it didn't take long. I noticed a difference very quickly, but that's why I made it is, um, and you don't have to have scars and anything to use it. Um, The whole idea behind it was to get beyond whatever, get beyond wearing makeup every day, get beyond, you know, feeling uncomfortable with your skin. I want you to get beyond that and just enjoy the skin you're in. That's great. Do you, do you change your products you use based on, uh, based on the seasons? Like I know beyond is sort of like a staple for me in the winter because it's so dense. I don't find I use it as much through the summer. Do you find that there's a cyclical use to your products that you use or is that? That's a great question. I recently came out with a seasonal skincare box. It's a clean beauty box. And you get, um, at the beginning, we're getting ready right now as we're recording. We just had a meeting about the spring box. We're getting ready to ship the spring box. So every season, I have skincare products that really go with the cycle of the seasons. So for the summer season, um, I have a, 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 a face serum or a face elixir. I call it um, Lickety Split. It works Lickety Split. Um, and it has a little bit of anise in it, which is smells like licorice, which is the other reason I called it Lickety Split. But it has red raspberry seed oil in it. And most people don't realize red raspberry seed oil has a natural SPF of around 30 to 50. And it's really, really potent with antioxidants. So while you're helping to prevent um, sun damage, it's helping to neutralize the free radicals that you are going to get regardless from the sun. Um, but I do create, so every season you get, um, the skincare that goes with that season. Most people, um, once you start getting your skin back to a normal, so if you, if you feel like you have dry skin, um, I usually tell people start with what I have for dry skin, which is my pomegranate products, my pomegranate line. And then once you get your skin back to a normal, because good chances are the products you were using were causing the majority of your dry skin. Once you get back to normal, now you can get onto that, you know, seasonal feeding of your skin. Anytime you can change up your diet, whether it's your food diet, or your skincare diet, it's always going to be beneficial for you, especially when you're thinking about the the seasons. So for spring, spring and fall are the transitional seasons, and the skincare that goes with those when you're when you're feeding your skin um, seasonally, the it's a transition from so winter you're going from winter to summer. Those are the 
the high seasons. Um, so in transition, you want to get rid of the like exfoliate, get rid of all the, the sludge from the winter buildup. And you but you've got to be preparing for the sun because you're going to be in the sun more sweating more. So the products in your spring box will have all those things that you need to get you through you know, that transition in the, in the summer, then it's the ingredients or it's the products that are built more around skin that might be dealing with sweat or more moisture, and it's going to help increase cell turnover. So my carrot seed line is really great for, for summer. So you'll, you would get the carrot seed line plus some other products. You get a bunch of products in there. Um, but yes, the answer is um, if you can change your skincare up for the seasons, um, your skin is just going to, you know, it's like when you change one thing, it kind of makes your your body or your brain or your whatever the avenue is, stop and do a reset. And always good things happen when there's a reset and it, it's challenged. So it's the same thing with your skin when you when you can mix up what you're feeding it. Yeah, I love that. And and as you know, I just released my book, The Betty Body, and we talk a lot about cyclicity. So we talk about this in the context of food, cycling your food to match your menstrual cycle or when you're menopausal, cycling your training for, you know, reproductive years or menopausal supplements through your cycle. And I love that there is a cyclical application for your, for your face and for your skincare as well. That's awesome. So just walk me through as we're sort of, you know, wrapping this up, because this has been such a great conversation. I know all of my Bettys are going to, first of all, what a great tip to not put, start with it. Cause I can tell you with a hundred percent, whenever I do that, I always get product in my lacrimal gland. I always get it in my eye. So I love starting from the outer corner and then coming in. Cause that's going to prevent getting the product and like your eye smarting. But uh, what is, what is a typical daily routine for you right now? So we are sort of, you know, moving towards spring kind of still in, in a bit of winter. Um, so maybe what it looks like now and then how it is going to change in the spring. So right now in the winter, I, or yeah, in the winter time, I'm using heavier oils. So my pomegranate line is my winter um, line, primarily because if you've ever felt pomegranate oil, it's the thickest oil. It's ever. like molasses. It's, oh my it's gosh, really thick. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And you know, if you don't, you, you just adjust what's great about products, you know, the, like mine is you adjust how much you use. Like, so if your skin doesn't need as much moisture because you're hydrated, you just use less, you put a little bit less on, but if your skin is soaking it up, then you just use a little bit more, but it has marula oil in it um, as well. Just it's pomegranate marula. And there's one other really, really great oil in them. Um, they, oh, Bakuchi, I think it's Bakuchi oil. They stimulate collagen and elastin production. One, one stimulates collagen and elastin. The other one has an enzyme in it that prevents the breakdown of collagen. So what's phenomenal about it is not only are you stimulating the production of collagen, but you're also limiting the breakdown, cutting down the breakdown. So you end up with a little bit more collagen, which means you have more bounce and more fluff to your skin. So anyway, I'm using my, I use, I sometimes I switch between my earth face wash and the pomegranate face wash. I'll use my pomegranate moisturizer typically in the morning because I love the way it sets my makeup. And then I use my pomegranate moisture or serum in, 
in the evening. I do throw in um, my blueberry elixir in the evening every once in a while because this is such a potent one. It's, I use it more as a treatment. During the week, I will do a fire and ice face treatment right now. So I do fire and ice. It helps to decongest the skin. It's the one that has the cayenne pepper. So it's going to increase blood flow and reduce toxicity. And the active ingredient there is capsaicin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it heats up. So it, you put fire on it's, it's phenomenal. You put fire on um, fire feels like heat. So you, you could get a really tingly sensation in your skin. You wait 15 minutes and you put um, ice on ice is going to have menthol and peppermint like mints in it. So it's going to have that cooling, reduce inflammation, reduce redness effect. You put the ice over the fire and, uh, then you go to bed. And you wake up in the morning, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I'll do my um, face sculptor three times, at least three times during the week. And um, I will usually do a face mask um, probably once a week, sometimes once every two weeks. Coming up in the spring, though, it changes to where I'm going to be using the lickety split. Um, the more that the sun is starting to come out, I call this my base layer. So Lickety Split has the natural uh, or it has the red raspberry seed oil in it. So I will use this in the morning. And then if you want to layer it with something else like the coffee bean, you can layer it. You can wait about 10 minutes and then put a little bit of the coffee bean on. Um, And then uh, the earth face wash is what I'll be using to help decongest the stuff in my skin from the winter dullness exfoliating is key. So um, the exfoliator is the other thing that I'll be adding back in. Sometimes the exfoliation is too much for people in the winter because their skin's already dry. Now my exfoliator is an oil-based, so I still use it occasionally, but I'll do it less in the winter. Come spring, I want to really do my spring cleaning. So I will be doing the exfoliator probably once a week in place of the face wash. That's awesome. And do you still teach? Do you still run, like you mentioned uh, sort of earlier in our conversation, you teach people about the five root causes and how to re, is there, if people want to find. Yes, I do do, um, they're occasional. I'll do them like on zooms or I'll do Facebook lives. Um, but I do still do webinars, um, uh, teaching people. So if anybody's interested, you can sign up for my emails. That's where I usually announce for the sign up for those. But I, you know, I do teach people I I'm on Facebook and Instagram quite a bit. I try to do one class a week on Instagram and Facebook where I just go on and talk about a topic. Um, I, I think it's really important that people understand what's really going on so then they can make better choices in the future. And your passion really shines through and what you're saying, like you're so excited about it. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to fake that, you know, it's really hard to fake enthusiasm. Um, and you can really tell that you've done your homework and I love your products. And I think it's a gift to be able to share it with my Betty. So we'll have in the show notes, making sure all of these links are available for the face sculptor, for all the products, the beyond moisturizer, the coffee, the blue, everything, the red raspberry seed oil, the lickety split. Um, any, any sort of last thought? If there's one, you know, overarching thought that you would like to leave our Bettys with and where people can find you. Oh, just ditch the water. It's not doing you any good. Drink, drink purified water all day long. My number one thing is just ditch the water. You will be amazed at the difference your skin um, looks and feels. So ditch the water. You can find me at primalifeorganics.com. On Instagram, on Primal Life Org, on Facebook, Primal Life Organics, you can find us um, either place. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. Trina. It's been such a pleasure seeing you again. I love that you are, you know, two Pete, like two times uh, on the podcast and, uh, really each time you've really come with information that I think flies in the face of what we think is normal. Um, but of course, um, you, you come with it with science and I can, I can personally attest to your products. I love them. I use them all the time. So thank you so much for your time today. I know. Well, thank you. And thank you to all the buddies for listening and please share this information. If there's one other thing, it's just please share this with your with your friends because it's so important, especially women with young girls and you know kids. It's so important that we get them on the right track while they're young. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Bettys. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you've had some food for thought, so to speak, in terms of what, how, what and how we can be doing to improve our clean beauty and reducing these endocrine disrupting chemicals. And I have a little challenge for you. If you want to go and check out your most prized um, face products, body products, you'll probably find that water is the number one ingredient, which was absolutely shocking to me when we, uh, when we were first talking about this, Trina and I, and uh, of course, aqua is just a bougie way of saying water. So aqua also counts as well. So check that out. And as I mentioned in the introduction, find me on Instagram, pick up a copy of the book. I would love to change your life. Let me rock your world, girl. (laughs) Pick up the Betty Body, uh, available at most online retailers. You'll find it very easily on Amazon. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Chapters Indigo. And you can learn more about my community as well. I would love to interact with you on the weekly. So uh, you can check us out at hellobetty.club forward slash VIP. And I will see you next week. Same Betty time, same Betty channel. Hope you're having a great one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For those of you who want to continue on this week's Geeky Magic Carpet Ride with me, visit bettershow.co forward slash show notes. You'll find research, links, summary notes, musings that I prepared in preparation for the podcast. And I often throw in some of my best practices, bonuses, and links. All the juicy bits are in there for you. 